0: Kia ora and welcome to an episode of Get a Job and Get Healthy with Costas Enterprises. I am your host, Alex Costas, uh, and today is going to be sort of a, a mixed bag of an episode. It's going to be me sort of explaining where I've been, what I've been doing, what I've been going through, um, and apologising to you guys uh, for not really being there, um, over the last sort of month and a half, (coughs) almost, almost two months, sorry. So again, as always, uh, I am driving, so I apologise on the first thing, this is a morning episode, so I am on my way into work. Uh, all my socials, of course, at The Kiwi Don, uh, on my Instagram, on my Twitter, Uh, you can also find me, uh, through www.costasenterprises.business.blog. Uh, you can also, um, contact me via my email, doncostas at gmail.com. That's D-O-N for Nike, C-O-S-T-A-S at gmail.com. So, what has been going on? Uh... I've had some pretty big changes in my life the last couple of months, um, the biggest change is unfortunately my mother has passed away and I will try not to tear up too much in this episode, um, it it, it happened on January uh, 10th, um, and leading up to it, my mother was not a home, I said that to you guys before, um. And yeah, it's she started to deteriorate quite a bit um, early on, and it it just sort of got to the point where she, you know, I I, I saw her on the Sunday, uh, and I was with her most of the day on the Sunday, and that was the eighth, and she was, you know, coughing a little bit, a little bit sick. Uh, she's had a sort of a really really bad cough uh, for the last like four or five years Um, and we are talking a really bad cough like to the point where people thought she had COVID all the time and she was sick she didn't she never actually had COVID in the whole time which was funny Um, and so yeah I saw her on Sunday then apparently the doctors saw her on Sunday night and they put her on oxygen now, that, that's fine, but no one told me, so when I turned up on Monday night, um, at seven o'clock, because I had to go into the office on the Monday, uh, being the first day back at work, um, I was like, what the fuck is going on, why is she on oxygen, and, you know, it was like, I was trying to talk to her, one eye was looking one way, the other eye was looking the other way, um she wasn't non-responsive but she was pretty out of it like you could tell she couldn't really understand what was going on um she kind of nodded her head a little bit grunted a little bit spoke a tiny bit but not much um so I kind of suspected the last time I saw her like this I kind of knew she was not doing well um the reason we we put her in the home is to make her comfortable, basically, um, I, I knew that it was going to be, I, I knew that, I, I I was lucky to get an extra six months with her, um, I'm going to put it that way, so, six months ago, mum got really, really sick, uh, back in June, sorry, seven months now, um, and it got to the point where she... You know, it, it, she, she'd got pneumonia quite bad to the point where they'd basically called me at two o'clock in the morning. She didn't want me to know. Um, and uh, the hospital called me at two o'clock in the morning and said, hey, uh, you need to come now. Um, it's pretty bad. And so I got there, you know, I was I, me and her, we'd had a fight earlier that night. Um, I was, you know, not happy. I was just you know, done, I, I couldn't handle it anymore, we, we had that sort of a relationship at times, um, still much love for her of course, but you know, she knew how to push my buttons as most parents do, um, so yeah, I, I sort of, I went and you know, they were like, look, we don't know if she's going to last the night, and At that time, I was like, okay, I have to prepare myself. Um, I'd just been reading a book uh, by... um, I actually reviewed it. Um, There's a little free... It's sort of a a Buddhism book. Um, And the guy is really, really smart. He's quite funny as well. Ajahn Brahm is his name. And he talks about how, you know, when, when someone is sick like in a hospital and stuff like that you you know you don't want them to be in pain you should give them permission to go if it seems like they are you know at that point and when I was there I you know this is six months ago seven months ago sorry I I sort of said in my head I give you permission to go I don't want you to be in pain anymore um, but mum stuck around she's a fighter she's been a fighter you know, she was a fighter for a lot of her life, um, and I was lucky because I got an extra six months with her, seven months. I could tell at the end that she was getting worse and worse. Um, <clears throat> be it by the fact that her, you know, her mobility had gotten worse, her cough had gotten worse. Uh, she was not starting to forget things. She didn't. She didn't lose her mind at the end of it, which was good that was something she never wanted but she could definitely you know, she she told my partner in secret um, that she goes I, I feel like I'm going um, so and that was, that was a couple of weeks before it happened uh, so I kind of saw her that, that Monday and went okay, I've got to prepare um, I, I don't have a lot of money you guys know, um, I'm trying to sort of bring money back into my life and and all that sort of stuff so I sort of spoken to mum and said look do you want me to transfer some money over for a funeral just in case Um, and I transferred over about eight thousand dollars with her permission before she passed so the next day comes along on Monday uh, on Tuesday sorry because of what was going on I just texted my boss uh, That night And said hey oh, I'm not coming to tomorrow It's pretty bad um, And I spent the day with mum And uh, It had gone from Bad to worse She was Pretty much non-responsive The whole day um, She couldn't talk She couldn't open her eyes uh, She was gurgling uh, Mostly And You know I, I, I can kind of tell if it wasn't going to be today, it was going to be the next day, so I spent the day with her, I put on her favourite music, I, you know, tried to, tried to be a loving son, I tried, I I told her, I told her a lot, Um, I took in some handbags that my father had made for her, and described them to her, something that she'd... Wanting to see for the last couple of days and i decided to take them in just try to bring her a little bit of joy you know i, I didn't know at the time that she couldn't see um and couldn't open her eyes but you know it, it was um one of those situations where i just wanted to you know show her that she was loved by my father loved by me um i told her i loved her many a times i also said openly to her I give you permission to go don't be in pain anymore Um, you don't need to be in pain anymore like go be with dad don't worry about me I've got my partner and you know I'm not a little boy anymore I'm I'm a man Um, I told her I was grateful for her I told her that you know despite the like arguments and stuff that we'd had at times. She will always be my love, my family, my my heart, and I will never, ever, you know, forget that. Let alone push that away. So I then said to Mum, uh, "Look, I'm going to go pick up my partner. Um, I kind of want her to say goodbye as well, because you know, my partner knew." that things weren't going well and you know I was pretty much a wreck still am a bit of a wreck being completely open and honest and I then went to while I was driving to pick up my partner I sort of said out into the universe I said you know mum I want to be, I'm thankful for you I'm grateful for you Um, Thank you for the extra time you gave me. Be at peace. Um, Be with Dad. Be with the ones you love. Um, And I went to pick up my partner. And she was like, look, you haven't eaten all day. You need to eat something. Let's go get some dinner first. Then we can, you know, if you want to, we can spend the night. The staff were like, you need to spend the night. I was like, I'm not spending the night. I can't. I can't. I can't be the there when she goes I just I can't do that because mentally I can't cope Um, and and I know that sort of sounds a little bit selfish Um, and you know what if things change in 10 years I might regret not have wanting to to stay the night but the way I was feeling I was like I can't I just I'm not going to be able to manage daily life if that is the case and so, I chose not to, you know, <coughs> uh, not to, to stay overnight, but I didn't actually have to. So, during this time, uh, while I was going to get food, even though I did feel guilty for having to go get food, because I thought, no, no, I want, I want to go there, I want to go, I want to be, I could tell she wasn't, she wasn't going to be around later. Um, I knew I also needed to eat, I hadn't eaten since, like, fucking 10 a.m., and it was now about 6pm, so I was just a mess, um, and I then got a call while I was driving around uh, the bays to go get some food, um, and yeah, they were like, look, are you coming back soon, and as soon as they said, you know, as soon as they called up, basically, I knew, I was not stupid, I was well and truly aware that that it happened um and I just pulled to the side of the road with my partner and just cried for what felt like forever but realistically was only a little while um during this time I got a call from mum's caregiver uh who was like a like a, a sister to me and a daughter to mum and she was like look I managed to get some time off work um because she'd been working as a caregiver and they'd given her extra clients today. She wasn't going to be able to make it to say goodbye. She goes, I'm here, I'm here. I said, sorry, she's just gone. She's just gone. She's literally gone four minutes ago. Um, they just told me. So, yeah, it was, um, she, she was like, well, I'm going to stay here. I'll wait for you. I'll see you. And we all just cried together. Um, we went and talked to my a little bit. I got to say my peace again, um, kiss her on the forehead, kiss her on the head, grabbed her hand, all that sort of stuff, Uh, and then, you know, I I hadn't even thought about anything like what I need to do next, like call the funeral person, like all the sort of stuff I didn't even think of. but I did it the next day and we moved the body uh very quickly I had to make the decision about whether or not mum wanted a funeral I know she didn't want a funeral uh and that also meant about the viewing um, mum wanted to be cremated so we got her cremated um at the end of the day it was really lucky that I had the the money um that I transferred over uh because it cost about seven thousand dollars total um, now, you might be like, that cheap? Is that expensive? That is the bare bones. No service, no embalming, no nothing. Um, but it also included, because I, I one of the things I wanted to do with mum was, you know, we've got a place where we're going to scatter her ashes. But I also wanted to take some and scatter some in Australia, scatter some in Japan and Hawaii because those were times that she always places she always wanted to go um but another thing about my mum is she loved her jewellery so I decided to actually get a piece of mum's ashes put into some jewellery for me um there's not a lot of options for men uh but that was about 500 bucks um So that, that's why it, it ended up reaching to about $7,000 total. And, you know, if that wasn't enough, I, you know, I, I was planning a dinner, I was planning all these other things. During this time, like literally two days later, like literally four days later, I'm cleaning out mum's rest home, uh, getting rid of everything, and then I get COVID haven't had COVID for two fucking years, then I get COVID, and I got it pretty bad, not to the point where I was going to hospital, but I was having some breathing difficulty, I was fatigued, I was just, you know, shattered, and I, I, I can't for the life of me figure out where I got it from, um, I know it's reasonably rampant in Wellington at the moment, but <clears throat> I couldn't think like, wasn't here was it there did I did I, I I don't know and and so it got me wondering where I was um part of me was thinking was this mum giving me an out to take a break um for this sort of stuff I I I don't know um but I do know that I took the time uh to grieve as well as the time to sort of deal with everything as well um It was... Yeah, I mean, it was a very hard time for me. It was a very hard process. I I did all the things I'd done before where I try to, you know, uh, push on and and ignore things and just go through and do what I can, which I managed to do for the most part, but it wasn't exactly the easiest thing to do. Um, So, yeah uh I have since picked up her ashes um, that was that was the hardest thing was you know not being able to go right I've got to pick up her ashes I've got to pick up her uh, in the necklace and having to do that in a, in a situation where you you can't really um, do it because you know you've got COVID you know and um, so i did what i can and oops, sorry about the screeching uh, i'm in a parking building at the moment um i'm gonna put the phone over here so i apologize if my voice doesn't carry as well i'm gonna try and make it carry um but yeah so it was a very it was very hard going um I'm not over it, I still, uh, uh, unlike when my dad passed, when my dad passed, and I haven't told many people this, I cried three times. I cried the day he died, I cried the day of the funeral, and then I cried six weeks later, because I felt guilty for not grieving, because when I was younger, um, uh, I was 18 when my dad passed. And I was—I I had to be the man of the house. I had to, you know, learn how to cook, learn how to drive, do the shopping, um, deal with my mother who had, you know, depression, anxiety, and all that sort of stuff as well. And it was, you know, I—I I, I sort of pushed my grieving off and thought, I'll grieve—I'll grieve when I can, and then. I was trying to be a big man, and not grieve, and not talk about my feelings, and everything was okay, guys, yeah, no, I'm fine, um, which I now know that was part of the reason why I developed the way that I did, um, where, yeah, I, I really shouldn't have, I should have taken the time to grieve, I should have dealt with my emotions, which I never did, as I said, um, so, yeah, it's, um, one of those sorts of situations where what do you do? Like, do you... you know, manage with what you can? Do you try to get out? Um, and I, I, I will admit, this time, I did a little bit differently. I actually did um, take time to grieve. Um, I am still grieving, which is different, uh, as I said, from being in the situation where I didn't really grieve properly. Um, It it has been better to have my partner here. Um, I'm going to say that straight up. Like, she has been my rock through all of this. She has been truly amazing to the point where she has helped me so much. Um, like, her actually telling me it's okay to cry, it's okay to grieve, um, has been one of those sorts of situations where it, it's, it's I wasn't asking permission, but being given that permission was very similar to what Ajahn Brown was talking about with the grieving, where it was like, you know what, you know, take time to say It's okay to go. Uh, You know, that's the sort of thing that you can do. So, yeah, I I apologise for not not contacting everyone sooner with this sort of stuff and letting everyone know. Um, I will try to be a bit more open over the next couple of days um, and possibly put out another episode next week um uh, but if you don't hear from me for a couple of weeks you'll you'll know why um i want to thank every one of my friends that's been there for me um if you're listening to this and you're my mate you know the contacting me the you know all that sort of stuff has been really really helpful um I am one of these people that I, I, I don't usually, like when this sort of thing happens, I, don't, I, I usually break down a little bit. I don't talk to people. I shut down. Um, and this is the first time where I sort of haven't done that. And I've been talking to people and I've been telling them, like, you know. Um, part of that is my partner. Part of that is my growth uh, from the person that I used to be um part of that is things like trying to adopt other things in there like as i was talking about before about from the book um the Taoism being being okay with this sort of stuff um realizing that it is a natural part of life um i think a greatest the greatest thing that's happened out of this is the fact that like when people say are you okay are you okay i actually am okay I actually, I think by me giving mum permission to go and saying thankful and being grateful for her at the end really did help, like, I know I haven't got my closure because we didn't have a funeral, um, I'm going to try to organise a dinner or something like that tonight, uh, sorry, not for tonight, obviously, for... for uh the weekend hopefully or maybe the weekend after and that will be a time for me to sort of say goodbye effectively going to one of her favorite restaurants um with friends and families that if they want to say something they say they can um having her with me around my chest is also really really cool um I did that because I want her to see what I want to what I wanna do. I want her to see through me and then she can tell dad. Um, you know, even though I know whether in heaven they can see everything, but I want her to be able to go, that's my son, look where he is now, look where he's traveling now, look at how far he's come from the man that he was, from the boy that he was to the man that he is, you know? It's, it's all those sorts of things. And it's funny, I never, never would have thought of getting a piece of jewellery made out of someone's remains. But honestly, I am really happy I did. Really happy I did. Um, so I think that's, that's about where we'll wrap it up. Um, thank you for listening. Um, I will go through more about what I'm gonna do in the coming future, uh, but I just wanted to give you guys a heads up of what had happened. Um, I'm not yet ready to talk about mine and mum's relationship completely. Um, I will in the future, don't worry. Um, I still wanna honor her memory at the moment and honor her uh, the way that I need to, um, which is still happening and will still happen for a while. But I will start opening up a bit more about things, letting you guys know uh, in the future. Um, I will hopefully get back to having an episode every week uh, or every two weeks at this stage. Um, Thank you to all my loyal listeners. Um, I can't believe how fantastic you guys are. Um, And as always, I love you guys. I really do. And good luck.